Whoa, Kara, turn it down. I don't know how. <laughs> this is bad. Ketchup on pancakes. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Hey. Hey. You. Hey, I'm not alone here. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. And my name is Carrie. I'm Brian. And we are the two siblings, uh, two youngest in a family of four. Babies from the 80s. <laughs> yes. I was born first in 1984. I was born later in 1987. So this is our official first episode of the podcast. Now, before we go any further, I thought we could just show a very brief clip of our first attempt at the podcast, which we made a few weeks ago. And at that point, we were calling ourselves Ski Patrol because... Our last name is Kajuski. And... Yes. You're already yawning. Yeah, people yawn. We don't, right. really don't even know what it means, but... <laughs> Yeah, we actually tried to look it up earlier because we we love the internet for that reason. Anyway, here's a uh, <laughs> Brian can yawn some more during the clip if he wants. So here's a clip of our first attempt, which was Ski Patrol, and it was our trial run. And we decided once we had a official name picked out, then that's why we're back with that. So all right, well here we, we are. did it. That's it. We're done. Will we be back? That's this, another, this might be it. That's the question. Might be the one and only. This might. <laughs> You may have to listen to this over and over again if you want to hear us again. So to, <laughs> just put it on repeat. Just listen to it again. <laughs> listen to it all day. Go, you'll go insane. <laughs> like we already are. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah. And we are back. And still insane, even after a few weeks. And that's nothing new. So anyway, here we are, and we did come back, and new and improved, in my opinion, because we got our name, our official name, which is obviously ketchup on pancakes. Obviously. Well, they heard the intro, didn't they? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm quite proud of our intro. It took some editing, but uh, I think it came together rather nicely. So in honor of that, I will explain a little bit about this. The name ketchup on pancakes. It's a bit of a Kajuski thing, and people who know us well enough know about it. That is how we eat pancakes in our family. It's all we'll be remembered for in the future. Exactly. You'll have to leave a little something behind in life. That's Hopefully it's more than that. But. Well, that's partly why I'm doing this podcast too. But anyway, uh, on our father's side, which is the Kajuski side, that was always a favorite breakfast that our um, Oma, his mother, would make. And yes, it is ketchup on pancakes, which it's one of those things. It's a good name. I think it stands out. It gets people's attention. Mostly, uh, it elicits disgusted reactions. Yeah, it's kind of weird because it's, you might, people kind of assume it's ketchup on cake, which sounds really gross. And <laughs> ketchup on pancakes is kind of gross, but it's also kind of good, I guess. And it's, they're made a bit differently. They're a bit more egg-based. And I guess some people eat ketchup on eggs, but I, don't, I haven't never really done that. But In honor of the name we decided to make ketchup on pancakes recently and i almost broke my microphone oh you wanted to mention that did you uh, I, <laughs> I wanted to record good sizzles which we used in the intro and um yeah i just had it pretty close to the pan and the heat warped the xlr port on the mic a little bit but we got it fixed. Luckily. And we got some good sound out of it and everything turned out okay. So that's good. But yeah, I don't know. It is kind of a weird tradition and I don't really know where it came from. It's not much out there on it. So online or anything. This is before the internet days. Well, I just, I like it because it's different and... You know, we're all a little different, but you and I 
uh, I guess we've been described as that sometimes. Our relationship, our sense of humors. <laughs> but I like it because it kind of fits for what this is. Uh, Brian and I both being born blind, you are forced to do things differently sometimes. So I think that kind of works. And I like it because it's sort of a nod to the past uh, here in the present. And it's a bit of family history. It's in the future too, because we have uh, nieces or a niece and nephews. It's continuing on, even though uh, Oma passed away a couple years ago. Yeah, it'll it might stay in the family some in some way. It always makes us uh, think about her there, though. But it's not a big part of my life. Ketchup on pancakes, like I don't really think about it that much. But it's kind of just part of our our origins and back in the days. And it kind of ties me and you together and our family, which is what a lot of this podcast is kind of about. But yeah, occasionally we think we're gonna have some short cooking segments just because cooking sometimes you need We're to adapt again chef, both chefs both master chefs and now see we all have our strengths and weaknesses and Brian just says i need to just get more practice and i do feed myself all right but he's better at it he's i haven't really made pancakes that much not really that good though <laughs> and see that's another thing is this is our second attempt we showed a brief clip of the first one and I don't know if you've ever heard that expression about uh, the pan- first pancake is always, usually turns out bad. That's an expression. Well, I've heard that before. Where really? the f- a pancake? It's like the pan needs to heat up enough or you need to see what, if you need more or less of an ingredient. That's actually an expression though? <laughs> or did you just make it up? All right. No, I didn't make it up. I heard it somewhere, oh, okay. but I could officially Google it. But anyway. No, don't. So. We don't have time right now for that. All right. We're under pressure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a hard recipe to make the pancakes the same that our Oma made them just cause recipes are like that. And our older brothers tried making them, I guess our sister, other, my other sisters tried making them and I don't, I've never really had hers that much. I guess you maybe have, but, and you've never made them and never, nope, probably not. Anyway, I had some dream once about rye flour, that Oma used rye flour to make them, which wasn't even true. I don't know. It was kind of a strange, odd dream. But I actually went out and bought some rye flour, and we tried to make them with it, but didn't. still didn't taste like hers, so I guess we'll never know. Well, I, I think maybe at some level, you were your mind was hoping that you could have a dream that would reveal yeah, that some hidden secret about how she made them so that you could make them better. But yeah, that just doesn't happen. Sometimes, like most things in cooking, sometimes when mom makes them, they often turn out thinner and a little saltier, whereas Oma always made them, and a few, Paul or Brian make them, our brother made them before, they turn out a little thicker. Okay. So we have a cooking segment that we're going to, not have on every podcast because this isn't a cooking podcast. This is definitely not. No, it'll come up occasionally, um, and like Carrie mentioned, we're both blind, so people are kind of like, "Oh my god, you're near a hot stove!" And oh my god, how do you? Cook? It's kind of the same with. How with, do you not cut off your finger or burn your your face? It's kind of the same with outlets. Um, yeah, it's sort of to unrelated. Me. Happened to me at the library the other day. It happened to me in... Oh my God, how are you going to not shock your finger? College, when I was in first year, one of my teachers, I had to plug in a, a laptop and I could tell she was kind of nervous when I was trying to plug it in because mm. people don't see blind people that much. But well, that's exist. what I like. These pancakes with ketchup are different. And a lot of people don't know much about blindness. They don't know anybody who's blind, really. So when they meet us, they are a little bit amazed at how we do certain things. And we're not the only blind people in the world, but... Most definitely the only blind people who eat ketchup on pancakes. So. I'd say so. All right. So what inspired you to try out this podcast? Because it was your idea. Yes. I I guess I wanted to do a podcast for a while. I'm. I thought it would be fun. And 
but yet I wasn't sure for a long time it was in the back of my mind but I wasn't sure how how I'm on my own I would do it you kind of need a a gimmick you need a a niche you need a theme you need an idea not just oh I'm going to do a podcast so until I had the idea that hey I could ask my lovely brother uh I had no idea (laughs) well I'm trying to flatter a little bit because I had no idea how I would do it on my own so then finally I had the idea I guess and I asked you and I'm hoping that I'm not uh, dragging you by the hair into this because you're here and you seem fairly willing how do you feel about so far yeah I think it has potential this is the second attempt so we're in the first official attempt so it can only get better from here can't get worse but that doesn't mean it's bad it just means that we'll get better as we go along well i think it highlights when i had the idea it seemed to just sort of click after that and it all seems to work because one of the reasons i couldn't do it on my own now there are probably many ways to approach doing a podcast nowadays with technology and audio stuff but anyway i once i realized i had a brother who went to school for for uh audio engineering and recording i thought you know that would take a lot of the stress off my shoulders of how the hell am i going to do this and carrie's into writing more and so i thought she might be better at that kind of constructing the podcast and sort of figuring out what what we're going to talk about because we'll have to pick topics and make that make this a bit more specific in in spots like we don't want to ramble too much but at the same point it's pretty casual so well, I had the idea to do it about you and me because I think we have a pretty cool relationship. Uh, our family is fairly close overall, but you and I have our own uh, crazy thing going that started in childhood. And I thought we could sort of bring elements from the past with that to meet how we, how we still get along now in the present. I mean, we don't always get along, which you might find out at some point here. We have our moments, like all siblings, but I just thought it could be fun. And we have a certain kind of sense of humor, dry, uh, quite sarcastic. And so, mm-hmm. so I thought we could cover several different things now that we had the idea, the name and basic elements, meaning you and me. Yeah, we'll see if anyone listens, but who knows? Who cares, really? But <laughs> Yeah, it's an experiment. Someone might. And it's That'll audio, because right. I do so much with writing that I thought, you know, might as, well, might as well try audio, which is a little more your specialty. But as you'll see, uh, audio was always kind of our connection over the years. So we're not going to talk strictly. This isn't strictly either a, a, a podcast about disability or blindness more specifically. But it's going to obviously come up. Yeah, because it's something we, we deal with every day, but it's not, at the same time, it's not something that... It's not all we are. Yeah, it's not all we talk it's about. It's not something I even think about as much as people might expect. And so it'll come up as it comes up, but it's not going to be, oh, we have to talk about it all the time. So It's just normal for us, obviously. So th- that will be one thing, because we do have our, our feeling on certain issues surrounding disability and uh, how we experience things and how we do things. But also, family is important, and everybody can relate to that somehow. And it kind of puts us on a level playing field in a way. That's why I like writing. That's why Brian likes music. Audio. So this is obviously a podcast. There's nothing, no video, nothing visual that we're missing out on. And pictures are a big thing um, for people in photo albums or online. A podcast is all listening. So anybody who's listening to this, they're getting out about what we would get out of it. Same yeah, and we'll, we'll discuss it more later with us with a segment we have coming up, but there are going to be some, some tapes and some clips and in the intro that has some of that. Um, and that's kind of what we used growing up, or especially me, but Carrie helped out a bit with recording to tape. Um, just it has a lot of memories, and I have a lot of tapes around here in my apartment. And Well, yeah, being, being that we were born in the 80s and we grew up most then mostly in the 90s we're the generation of you know the pre um pre i guess online what do you call it 
audio files. What do you call it now? Digital, I guess. Yeah. That, it was the cassette era. Yeah, so it wasn't that was files. What, that's what we grew up on. Yeah, now it's all just compressed and. But now we're making them into digital files, so they're easier to access. And that's another project I'm working on. So, yeah, that just adds to the audio experience. And we're both creative people, uh, writing, music, audio, art in different forms. So we can each sort of speak about our own knowledge of those things. And who doesn't love music, especially? There's some people. I know. <laughs> Not many, though. I know a couple. Well, mom is one of those people who everybody loves music, but it's not like she always had a specific... Uh, station on the radio she had to listen to or anything stuff like that but i think everybody can universally everybody can relate to music mm. i think we're uh quite insightful too so i think we're good at talking to people and and finding out uh what's important to them and how they feel about things so i think in the future we'll do some interviews with some people either i guess we could have them here or we could do it with technology these days yeah we'll, we'll do it somehow Somehow or other. I think that could be fun. Um, yeah. Five W's and an H. Wah. All right. Thank you, Daniel. He's our friendly announcer. That we don't even know. <laughs> well, here's one of our segments that may not be appearing each podcast. but So for this first introductory podcast, we thought we would, just as a way of... Um, Speaking a little bit about our, ourselves, it would be better if we asked each other questions, which we may already know the answers to, but it's hard to say if these are surprised to us or not. I'm not even sure. <laughs> anyway, so that was my computer. We're going to ask each other a few questions just to find out each other, which is the same kind of premise that we could have in the future if we do interview anybody. And uh, I'm no journalist, but I do like to do interviews, so it's fun. So anyway, here's the first. Get question. going with it. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> What's what stands out? Memories from when we were young, or things that you and I used to do together. Um, I don't know. We had we had a uh, mutual friend that we used to hang out with. We might interview him later on in the show. Um, he was also blind. So we had some good times with him, and he was also into taping and stuff like that. Um, so that was kind of a, a thing where it was a brother-sister hanging out with a, a friend together. That was kind of the only, f well, I guess we maybe did some others. Well, we, we've known him since before we can remember, so he's almost like one a brother to Yeah, he's more and <laughs> More a brother. So, yeah, not really a friend, but. Um, so, yeah, we had some good memories with that and with tapes. And Carrie and I used to make other tapes. We made a radio tape a long time ago, which even though I seemed to, I salvaged like a couple hundred tapes, somehow that one got lost in the mix. It was an old radio station called K1OK, which would be funny to hear now because it was, it was okay. But we don't have it, so we can't. But we also did other tapes that we lost. I'll talk about the ones we lost because... They're never going to appear on this anyway. Yeah, we can't use them in... The clip clip of the week segments so we'll um the other one we did some some sequels to movies um we had home alone three <laughs> and uh what else do we have Pro do we have problem child three i think so these, watched... are, these are movies we love watching yeah. over and over as kids so and we can figuratively figuratively watch movies is that the right word or no i think so okay we're not seeing them but we're listening yeah but you still say watching because yeah, nobody says no, listening exactly. to a movie. But sounds kind of weird. A lot of people are like, I mean, not all blind people like to go to movies and watch movies. But often you'll be like, oh, you, you like movies? Really? And I always did. Well, so there's some blind people that don't. and I kind of got into them later in my life. But I, uh, I do quote unquote watch movies. Well, we, happen to, we have a really good uh, movie narrator in the family. So that always made it possible for me to not only watch a movie, but like love watching them. That could was... be a segment sometime. I don't know if that's a good idea, but we could like, <laughs> we, we should could, run if, it by if him. we were watching a movie with them, 
we could just record like a little bit of us watching the movie and him explaining it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I I always, I always tell him that he should do this. Uh, he should get paid for this because he is so good, which he, you know, some people are just more natural at it. And if you have years, he's uh, four years older than me and seven years older than Brian. So if you have years of experience doing it, you're going to get good. But yeah, we could ask him. Yeah, he's also a photographer and I don't know, he just he explains things well. So we'll see. Well, but... it's hard because, yeah, movies are just so fast paced often that it's hard to know what to describe in the moment. And if you're watching it for the first time yourself, it's never easy. So, yeah. But OK, so, yeah, I don't know if that was enough on that question. Um, so that those tapes were pretty funny. And. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Did... Well, that radio show was just the one that, OK, you seem to always bring up the movie one, but for some for some reason that doesn't stick in my mind as much. Like I would have no memory of how what we did for those. We acted out little movie shorts <laughs> from like the the sequels of these movies. Where I have total, I have so many memories of the K one O K, even though it's vague, because the radio station in our town was K one O two, and then it became K one O four. So we cleverly said it K one O K, which I guess the K was for Kajuski. I don't know. Like, I don't know. About you that. needed a number, I guess, but I don't know. But if yeah, we thought, you might be right. I'm not sure we thought that deeply into it. But anyway, I think it was pretty good for I don't know how old we were eight, five or nine and six or who knows. But we did commercials like I think at the time a big one that summer was for was it Seven Eleven at the time? There was this one about they were giving away a like a refrigeration one of those cooler bags with drinks. So there were these kids in it at the time, and we sort of mimicked that. And then we'd play little clips with a tape deck from my tapes. And then for some reason, we didn't put the whole song in. We'd stop it in the middle, and then I'd sometimes finish off the song. I wish I had that, but um, something to wait with bated breath for the future is I do have me doing my own personal radio show. Um, we'll, we'll bring that up later, but it's pretty funny. Yeah, that, that'll be... That'll definitely make an appearance. It is pretty funny. I'm not in that one, but that's fine. You don't always need me there. Yes, yeah, so like we've said before, that is a big part of our past. All right, so is that, is that a good enough answer yep. for the Your turn. question? I'm sure there's more experiences oh, of us being kids, but I, I can't force them out of my brain banks. <laughs> they just have to kind of come out. Your turn. Okay. Uh, sorry about the yawns. I'll try and, I'll try and wake up, but... They don't necessarily mean I'm sleepy. They're just. Um, so why don't you like mathematics and. Oh, there's two parts to this question. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'll just put them both out. Why? Do, how? Or why? What? Why? How? Where? Who? When? Was. That's not one of them. It's not a W. Um, why don't you like mathematics and have you ever? It's weird how something can... Did I just... Hopefully I didn't shut off the... <laughs> just keep going. I think it's fun. Math. We're all good at something. I guess we're better at one school subject, worse at another. But it's funny how something can almost come to define your life, whereas this is who I was before something happened and this is who I was after. So math is kind of one of those things. I I think I must have been better at it in the early grades. But did, did you like it or you can't even remember back? I, I think point? I must have. Enough, like, how much math are you doing in second grade? Like, I, I, to that point, I think I must have liked it enough. You know, you're not made to do really, really complicated math at that age. But I don't remember having any problem with it before, no. It was only around fourth or fifth grade that it started becoming harder so that's where things sort of changed and okay, i don't so know what so now we answered the have you ever you said you you did i'm pretty sure i did so pretty you don't seem 100 percent. well but... it's weird i don't really remember that well something's it feels like it's from another life or it was not my life i was living before okay well that might kind of tie into why don't you like mathematics mm-hmm. so it's a complicated backstory, which I won't get into at this moment, but uh, I started feeling sick and it, it took months and even years to figure out why. So it was a slow decline, but 
it just started becoming harder and harder to do math in the fifth grade and then definitely in the sixth grade. And when I was finally diagnosed with kidney disease at the end of the sixth grade, then it sort of became clear why was I struggling so much. I, I guess it's just one of those things when you're unwell, you can't, your brain, I just was, everything was foggy and I wasn't able to concentrate very well. So math just sort of became the thing that was, that my mind just couldn't do anymore. And I think that just soured me on it ever since. So now I say, I just, I don't do math. <laughs> now that's not to say if I worked at it, I could get better again. But some things, I guess, as a childhood, as your in your childhood define you enough that it's just sort of hard to go back from them. And I think I, there's a lot of people who just don't, math is just a bit, it's not really their thing. Like that's exact. I, I may not have never be, ever been great at math. And yeah, maybe never, earlier we'll on know. it was just, it was kind of neat, but yeah, it just might not be your thing. Maybe it didn't even have to do with this. Who knows? Kidney stuff. Like, I'm sure that didn't help, but... It's all it your perception and your experiences, so it's not just math itself, but it's tied in with everything I went through, and that seemed to be where I had trouble, so I'm not sure why. You know, who knows why you seem to have a mathematical mind, and I don't. I don't know. All right, my turn. Who did you admire as a musician when you were younger, and who do you admire more now? Just to sort of show, sort of show how this has evolved. Um, well, my first, I don't know, who knows what it'd be like if I could see, I probably still like music, but maybe the blindness affects that, maybe it doesn't, kind of going back to what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. But I kind of started out with Weird Al was kind of my favorite because he's, his songs are funny for a kid. They're kind of like, they're not like uh, anything too crazy. They're pretty simple. Um, so he was the first thing I really got into and I was obsessed with having all his albums and all his t tapes and I made mixtapes of all his songs. Um, Remember we used to do themed ones, didn't we? I have that memory that just came to me. Themed what? We, we went through and picked out all the songs he did about food. Or did he do that? He did that. Oh. <laughs> I wish I had done that. I made some money. <laughs> I thought, no, but I thought that was just our thing. No, yeah, he did it. Was, it he put he like a, compilations where they would be themes. He has a TV <laughs> album and he has a food album. Oh, okay. Those are the so two he has. You, you get all his albums and it's just like greatest yeah. hits. It's a way to sell more albums. And I got those too, even though I already had all those songs on other albums because I wanted <laughs> I them all. I'm going to be careful not to take credit for things. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, I loved him for a long time and I still have a nostalgic sort of connection to it. Um, I don't throw it on that much, but it's still a big part of my childhood. And I was also into Brian Adams. I don't really know how that really came about, but I guess he was pretty popular. He had the same name as you? It wasn't spelt the good way. <laughs> and everyone knows what way that is. Not everyone, I guess. Um, but we know. Um, so yeah, that uh, those were my two main ones. And then I was... Into R.E.M. and U2. I don't really know the reasons for those either, specifically. I can't really take that back or bring that back. But around that same time, I was about 10 years old, and my older brother, through friends, um, well, I guess before that even, this is getting pretty, pretty long and rambly, but before that, he was into Nirvana, who were also the grunge a part. of the 90s, kind of. Yeah, it was like the early 90s, sort of. I don't even know when he was into them, if it was right in the early times or he might have been more in like 12 or 13 or 14 I don't know but anyway I was also they were also a big part of my childhood when I was probably like seven or eight years old because he was listening to them and um I like to think that you always copied me and wanted to do everything I did but occasionally it was your big brother that you followed yeah so I got into that um which was a bit more even for me now based on what I listen to now that's a bit more of the stuff I listen to now. It's a bit more raw. Um, Nirvana got pretty big and did have some polished songs that were pretty big hits. But at the end of the day, they were sort of an indie kind of underground band that just ended up making it big because um, people were into that style of music at that time. But uh, they're a bit more of an indie sound, which is kind of what I'm, I'm more into nowadays after, like I said, my brother's friends got him into some some bands back in the day that I heard earlier than most kids would have, would hear probably. I was around 10 years old when I heard Polvo and the Thinking Fellers, Union Local 282, and um, those are some of my, still my favorite musicians to today because they're very nostalgic and uh, 
Tortoise as well. Um, so those bands, I always liked indie sort of, not that I don't like mainstream stuff as well, but uh, I just found they, they're more a bit, bit more authentic and they have their own kind of unique sound that isn't meant to appeal to everyone. It's more so what makes them happy and they're not necessarily doing it for the money. Um, so that's kind of the stuff I was always drawn to. And yeah, I guess that's kind of my my story when it comes to that. And so to pick, um, it's hard to pick. It's like asking who your favorite whatever is, but pick, just jump to today now quickly. Obviously, there's a lot of bands you've loved, but now who who are you into kind of now that's sort of brought us here today? Um, well, I don't know. Is it, is it something that you have in mind? Because there's so many. Like, <laughs> this is really a hard question. I don't know. You, you're into PJ Harvey, but <laughs> that's the only one I know of. She's from the '90s and today. Well, yeah, but you um, haven't always loved her that I've known of. Yeah, I didn't really li- listen much though. You listen to a radio show. What's his name that we were listening to? Uh, John Solomon has a good show you just said you love pretty much everything he plays on there and it's all stuff that most people would would hear and be like what and that's a lot from the internet too is you can start to seek out these shows from distant channels in the states and wherever else and where you wouldn't normally find and then you can realize that there are people out there that are into that type of music kind of a lot of the same stuff you are and um yeah i just bought a i'm into records and vinyl um which has kind of come back these days, but um, the band called the Mercury Program, but that's kind of different because they're they're a band that my brother showed me probably like at least ten years ago or so, um, but they're still releasing music. I just got something from them. Um, yeah, there's so many bands. There's a band called Minutes that uh, I got their album a couple of years ago. It came out. It's really great. So seriously, I think it's good to list these bands because we've all heard of Nirvana. We've all heard of you know, you too, but there's so much good music out there. So if anybody's listening to this and you want to check out any of these bands he just mentioned, just, you know, search them and see, you never know what you might love that you didn't even know existed. And that's, that's what I love that I get from you, that I learned from you. And I try and keep that up because a lot of people say, oh, the best music was in the sixties or the seventies or even the nineties now at this point. But there's, there's stuff from all those eras that I like, but um, at the same time, I try and discover a lot of new stuff because, yeah, I just think we Creativity need to keep, stay current dies. with this stuff. Yeah. All right, your turn. Okay, I have to just cue up my Braille display here. Okay, so how much can you see? Because you said you're blind, and I don't really know what that means. There's some people who are blind who can still pretty much see yeah it's it's like music there's there's such a spectrum and even you and i who are siblings this question's never simple and it's never been simple but everybody needs to answer it somehow so i think my vision is getting worse not to bring down the party here but it's it's happens so slowly sometimes and if it happens over years and years it's almost hard to believe it or it doesn't you don't know if you can believe what you are seeing if you know what I mean simply put I guess I used to have tunnel vision which just means a very narrow narrow field and I used to see better out of my right eye than my left now I don't see it all in my left eye I don't see colors anymore I don't read large print anymore so what happened to your you have a glass eye some people say some people say is it glass i don't know it's not glass if it rolled if it rolled out of my head what's it made out of shoot i don't even know (laughs) know. this wasn't part of the question i know but i just thought about it now and i didn't know the answer uh i don't even remember We'll, we'll figure that out later yeah it's not glass i don't know if that's how they used to make them back in the day no we have to look it up well, we can talk all about this one podcast if you want. Well, yeah. you can continue answering the Soon question. Soon after I uh, became disillusioned with math, I uh, I had some medical issues and lost my left eye. So there was barely any vision in that one to begin with. And I'm so I'm glad that was the one that if they had, if one had to be removed, I'm glad that wasn't, was the one. Anyway, so obviously there's no sign of that one anymore. And my right one has... Uh, 
gone downhill since. So now, it's hard. It depends on the time of day. It depends on the background of the room, how much light, how much dark's in the room. I can't see faces anymore. I can't, I mean, I can make out the shape of people, but I can no longer, I, I could see my family's faces and I sort of have a memory of what they looked like, obviously at a different point. But anybody I meet nowadays, I can, I never get a good idea anymore of what they look like. So all you can really do is whether you have anything between no sight at all and perfect sight, all you can do is sort of explain and give clues which help people understand how much you see. But the mind and the brain, the brain and the eyes, it's all such a complicated system that even you yourself don't always know. But I've always had more sight than you've had. Yeah, you used to draw and you were into the markers and all that kind of stuff. I maybe scribbled a bit or <laughs> did that a little bit when you were, but I could never really do it. And you used to be able to read large print, mm -hmm. I remember. And I can't do any of that anymore. So now I read Braille. I uh, you, you definitely use your ears a lot more and you just sort of stop relying on your eyes. But I, ha I have enough sight that if I lost more, I would struggle. And I'm the same. I don't have as... I've never had as much as you, and even right now, I don't think I see quite as much as you, although no, I do see quite. differently, but still not quite. But at the same time, you also, although it's hard that you lost sight, and it's that's hard to deal with, at the same time, and I know over time it goes away, but you still do have a bit more concept of what yeah. seeing is, and you have those memories, so that's still kind of a neat thing. Yeah. All right. So... Brian, you discovered sports fairly recently, correct? Yep. You didn't really have that interest for many years. Why are you just now becoming a sports fan, kind of? I don't mean to make that sound like you're going with the crowd or something, but... No, I guess for that, it was more... I remember... I think I went to some concert when I lived in Toronto for a few years with my, with my brother. And I don't remember what came up. I must have been kind of in my mind for a while, but I just... I asked him, I kind of said, I'm trying to kind of get into sports now a bit. My roommate, who I lived with at the time also, was um, blind, actually. And he he was into baseball and hockey. So he kind of had it on a bit, but I never really understood what was going on. So I kind of just asked my older brother, Paul, about it. And he kind of tried to explain to me hockey and baseball and a little bit. And then from there, it it's slowly, slowly, sort of. Uh, some... <laughs> word mixing up here slowly sort of um i sort of got into it i went out to a blue jays game with my friend and his other friend who's from ireland and even then i didn't really i was trying to get into it but i still wasn't and then yeah i don't know a couple of years ago when i finished school for the year i was sitting at home and the baseball game was on and i already knew a little bit because i'd also been to a game with my brother before that and he's, like we said, he's good at describing things. So he kind of got me a little bit more into it. But then it kind of takes your own sort of energy. Takes on a life on its own. Yeah, you kind of have to really want to get into it yourself, too. You can't always depend on other people to explain it. So I just started listening to games on the radio, baseball mainly, not hockey so much. A little bit of hockey, but not really. And it's very descriptive, obviously, because it's only on the radio. Again, yeah, it's like the podcasting, you know. You're listening to it just like anybody in a car might be listening to it, and it's you're just leveling the playing field. <laughs> Sports. And I had analogy. a uh, someone I was hanging out with recently who actually said he he can see, but he said he listens to games on the radio and he actually enjoys them more listening to them on the radio. Part of that's probably you can do other things, which you can still do when you're watching, but you can just put them on, and if you really listen and get into that, they're pretty well, interesting. On in, the radio an too. evaluation, I guess I would just say about that is. When people can see have a game on their TV, it's so focused on watching it. So if they feel like they want to get up and do some things, they get up and they're like, okay, what happened to the game? They're not paying attention. If they know they want to do some things, listening on the radio is actually good because you put it on and you're, you know, it sort of just sort of separates a sense. So you're... Yeah, you can focus on the game with your ears and then you can look 
whatever other tap if you're doing yard yeah. work which i said i think he said he likes to listen to the games when he does he can look at what he's doing in the yard and sight is that's more of a such a you don't big... really need to hear that much for that i mean people say you got to be listening as well but sight is such a big sense for people it is their main sense so you don't use your other ones as much when you have that one to rely on so yeah i kind of just got into it based on that and then i started listening to a lot of games at home and then i was at Games the last couple of years in the summers and... Um, well, yeah, yeah. Ar- around here in Toronto, it's, it's a thing. Hockey and baseball. When you live in Toronto, going to a, a Blue Jays game is fun. Yeah, going to the it's game social. is fun in its own way. And uh, I kind of also just wanted more interests. I think the older you... When I was younger, I did, like I mentioned, kind of came up before. I didn't wasn't into TV at all. In the last 10, 10 to 15 years, I kind of got into that a bit more. And it was the same kind of thing with sports. I was like, my main interest is music and that's great but i should expand my horizons a bit it's like game of thrones it's one of those things where if you don't watch everybody else around you talks about it this is one thing that you could sort of talk about with your and there's still there's still other people like even one of my friends tom he's he's not into sports at all so i can't talk to him about that but Mm -hmm. there are enough people that are that it still gives you another topic to bring up and Mm -hmm. like you mentioned watching different shows game of thrones and Whatever else gives you other other things, so. Cool. That's pretty much it. And Carrie's not really into sports, so. <laughs> She's not in the. Cool, well, I think also cool kids club. Yet. Baseball specifically, stats is a seems to be a big thing with sports for a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of guys, and you understand that very well. So I think you sort of gravitated to that rather naturally. That definitely adds to it, but there is still a lot that goes into the game of baseball that. Like, they bring up the stats, but it's not really that big of a part. It's also just the game, and this person's up to bat. Oh, you got... You yeah, got it's a, exciting. You got a double or whatever, and there's all that part, so... Mm-hmm. So, where's your dream destination? My dream destination? Well, I think right now, the top of the list, which does include Hawaii and Australia and New Zealand... And more countries in Europe. I would have to say Palau, which we'll talk more about travel in future episodes, but it's a small island way down in the South South Pacific. And there's a place there called Jellyfish Lake. And I think it would be pretty cool to explore there someday, but it's far away and it's not the easiest place to get to. So uh, if you want to stick on the travel theme, here's my question. Uh, where was your favorite spot on the trip you went out east? You went out to eastern Canada last year. Where was your favorite spot on that trip, would you say, and kind of explain why? Um, yeah, so we went, I went out east with a friend, and mainly in Nova Scotia we were. Um, we stopped other places, but I would say for me, the whole trip was great, but for me, it, the time in Cape Breton was probably the best. It's almost kind of like its own world there it's just it's kind of out far out and um we stayed in a hostel that was kind of out in the middle of nowhere out in the country which was really neat and it was a bunch of different people from around the world and australia and germany and um we ended up going on the cabot trail which is a nice drive you can take um and it goes through a trail through through the forest and um, we stopped at a beach and I hadn't really, I'd probably been in the ocean a bit when I was in Florida and stuff, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. But not that much. So went in the ocean with these people that we brought along from Germany and Australia from the from the hostel. And then we laid on the beach for, the ocean was a, an awesome feeling. And then we laid on the beach for about 20 minutes and didn't really, didn't say anything or whatever. We just kind of relaxed. And it was just a certain feeling from coming out of the ocean, you could feel feeling your body and it was just very relaxing and um I don't know it kind of just connected me with nature and getting away from technology and my computer and all that stuff for a couple weeks and just being out there in nature at the beach where there's a uh, actual reason behind this with sound but things sound closer than they actually are when you're outside because stuff isn't bouncing off of walls and stuff like that there aren't many reflections so it just has its own sort of feeling out there and yeah all right so we're kind of moving back again to sight and everything but 
What is your favorite color? My favorite color is red. At this point, it's kind of like, I miss colors so much that I can't really pick one, but I can. I don't know, that one always comes to my mind. I don't know how long I've loved red, but. Do you remember why? No. Like what about it? No, I don't know. Can you explain what red looks like? I mean, I my, gra my grandma's favorite color was pink, but it, pink was never my favorite color. And colors don't have to be bright, but I've always loved red because it is a brighter color. And probably loved it. Well, you're very bright. With the oh. image. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was like when I called you lovely. It was kind of weird, but I know. thank you. Yes, I love bright colors because I'm very bright. I don't know. Red is love. Red is a genius. Red is passionate, fiery. It's maybe some of what I wish I was more of, but I just, I just think it's pretty. All right. <laughs> All right. And as for describing it to you, uh, that's a tricky thing to do, which we can talk more about later. Yeah. When did you have your kidney transplant? Eh, eh, trick question. <laughs> yeah. that. Um, <laughs> Not trick question. Um, yeah, it's not a question you'd ask most people. Be no. kind of like weirded out. Or like, what are you talking about? Maybe not weird, but... Um, yeah, I had two transplants. Oh, yeah. Um, you on it again. Took a bit of a break. And keeping up on this so um i had one uh, i guess 17 years ago back in 99 and that was from my mom and then i had another one after that um three years ago uh the first one worked okay for a while but it wasn't didn't seem as good as this one and this one's been working so yeah that's another topic we'll get into later carrie also has some related stories to that well the thing is if we'd asked some each other the same question i've only had one so it would be more direct and straightforward if you'd asked me i don't know i thought i was being a little bit funny but yeah probably well, not i didn't laugh and we didn't even mention that we've had transplants but we both have so i thought you mentioned that earlier when you talked about your mm. oh yeah math and stuff all right but anyhow um, we'll get more into that. Oh, yeah. If you want to hear an episode uh, just about organ donation and how important that is, well, we'll probably have one of those sometime. It'll probably happen. Um, and, yeah, Kyle comes back to the whole kid thing because that sort of brought us together. And, again, we'll get into deeper discussion of that later. But uh, mm -hmm. um, So you have one more? Who is your favorite writer? And you can only pick one. Just like the color, just like everything. Well, I don't proclaim to be an ultimate expert on writing and writers, but the one that just comes to mind is J.K. Rowling. Now, it's not the most original answer, but it all just must have to do with when I discovered Harry Potter and what it means to me, which I could go on and on about for multiple podcasts, but I won't. Reading, writing, no arithmetic. Now we've come to my reading and writing segment. And the three as... R's, even though arithmetic starts with an A. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that was my initial idea. Now, as it said, there will be no math discussion here at all. It will always be something having to do with books or literature or reading writing language i actually have a good word that i quickly wanted to use sometimes i'll have a word of the week or a word that sounds interesting to me and this week with some stuff that went on in the states a word i heard was filibuster and i actually like that word what do you think well about? you should look up the etymology of it sometime and well it's always interesting yeah etymology that's a good word too Anyway, I could talk about that next time, but... So is effervescent. 
It's true. Three good words. Okay, well, this is the introduction for this piece. So I thought today I would just quickly plug my... A place where you can find me, other than this podcast, where I talk all about reading and writing. And that would be my blog. So if you feel like it, you can visit me at kkherheadache.wordpress.com. So that's kkherheadache.wordpress.com. And eventually we're going to read some of Carrie's writing on the podcasts. This is more of a... <clears throat> well, you know, if you don't intro. feel like reading yourself, but you maybe want to hear something I've written in the in the in the past or at some point, we could read it for you. So we can do that work for you. You can just listen to it in a future podcast and you'll hear it. Strings and strums and sounds and drums. All right. So here's a segment that will be happening every podcast where I talk about music and new endeavors that I have. And for now, I'll just give a bit of an intro. I've been interested in music for a long time, since a very young age. And... I always liked the sound of the guitar. Um, it w- I always thought it would be something cool to, to play. And then my brother played for a little bit. So he had the guitar around. He doesn't really play that much anymore. But that was a, a, sort of a kickstart for me to get into that. <laughs> um, and I don't know how he got perfect pitch. I don't, I don't know how much is that. It's training and just natural ability. But that has certainly hasn't... Well, you can't... Apparently you can't train perfect pitch mm-hmm. that's what i mean it hasn't hurt um, to have that yeah but i don't know i always just like the sound of instruments like that and i was always into music so that kind of got me into it um i've played in many bands in the past in high school and over the years which we'll get into right now i'm involved in three projects they're of different styles um the one that i'm I worked on recently that I put a lot of effort into. It was for my friend's family reunion, my friend Andrew. Um, it was with his friend, Brian, and um, someone I met in my music industry arts program, Imogen, and we worked pretty hard for it. Um, and that happened uh, about, about a week ago, and it turned out well. Everyone was dancing and having a great time. Catch up on the current. One of the final segments on each podcast I thought we could do, catch up on the current. So that would mean current events, things in the news. And I just thought this week, being that yesterday was here in Canada, which is where we're podcasting from, yesterday was National Aboriginal Day, and next week being Canada Day on July 1st and uh, Independence Day for the U.S. a few days later. So this is an issue that's sort of close to a lot of people's hearts in Canada. And 
on our local TV station here in Ontario, they there was a very interesting documentary about Native people and in this province in particular. So there was a interesting documentary last night called My Native Voice. So there's a little clip of it just to see what I'm talking about. And it's a very important issue for Canada. And it's the kind of thing I wanted to cover in this sort of current events segment each podcast. I came from uh, Sandy Lake, Ontario, flying community. When I first came out, you could uh, you could just sense that, you know, I was here and I was, I was a different person. Like, I just felt like I didn't belong here and I didn't um, fit in anywhere. We're stereotyped, you know, as, you know, you know the stereotypes that we have as Aboriginal people. We're lazy, we're alcoholics, drug addicts, you know what I mean? Like, and I just don't feel comfortable, I wouldn't even feel comfortable approaching you because I would probably, I'd assume that you would probably just tell me, you know, ignore me or you know, reject me. Because living here, I've faced so much, like so much, you know, racism. Because me being native, um, even at the hospital, school, I've always been treated different living here. Like, how would I explain it? A lower class citizen. Cassette clip of the week. All right. So we're nearing the end of our first podcast. And for this first cassette clip of the week, I thought we should revisit the clip that we, that I chose that I thought would sound good for our our introduction. So that would have been earlier. So it happened in 97, almost 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. We were in London, Ontario for, um, an appointment, a doctor's appointment going on. And it was stayed... an early morning the next morning. So we just, the two of us and our parents stayed overnight in a hotel the night before. So this is one of our many clips of an, being in the hotel and we were trying to figure out how to work the television. So here's some family fun. <laughs> Whoa, Carrie, our TV? I can spin around. What? I can spin around. Brian, why would we want it to? I want to turn it it's off. It's on a little thing works. though. You sound so excited that it works. Oh, that's not it. That's the channels. No, that's not it. Oh, this is it. Why are we playing with the old dials? You sound so cute there. Pull it out. Let me see this Push the pull. Push your pull. Push your pull. I don't know. Our TV better work. I get really whiny in these clips. What would you do all night if you didn't have a TV? <laughs> exactly. Dad! Man. There's a little door. Little door. It's probably the controls. Yeah, no flat screens. Feel the buttons on the control. This is in Stone Age go. times. Where's the channel button? I know where the channels are. I know where the channels <laughs> are. Well, well, here, turn it I, I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> this is bad. Is this the channel? No, this isn't channels. Channel. Mom! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> So that was some chaos from back in the day. That was I thought it would make a good uh, clip to put in the intro and I think it did. It shows the the um, difficulties our family went through growing up. <laughs> well, we were going through some pretty heavy medical tests the next day. This was just keeping it fun. Yeah. Well, we weren't. We were nervous, but we weren't. It was kind of just another day in the life. So. Exactly. That was the kind of fun we used to have. And there you have it. That's it. There we go. All right. A few people to thank. Thank you, Daniel Compact and Vicky, our announcers. Our pleasure. And to Tom for lending us the second mic. And hope to see you guys all again. Woo!
online at facebook.com slash ketchup on pancakes.